All right, uh, welcome back to the Fresh Cakes Podcast. Uh, very excited about today. We might title this, I'm not sure, Double Stack of Pancakes might be one name for it. Um, you're going to get a full dose today, and I, I just can't wait for it. Um, feel like I would podcast could be a student driver car, and I would have that little secondary break, you know, if I'm in the passenger seat. <laughs> just pump the brakes on pancakes when we start talking about refereeing and the Women's National Championship game, but I guess I just uh, said it, but what are we talking about today, Pancake? Oh, today we're talking about the game that was the Women's National Championship for basketball. Yeah, or the game that almost was, or sort of was, I guess you could say. Sort of was. It felt like three teams were playing fresh today. Yeah. It was the, the refs, LSU, and Iowa. And I know you don't have much to say about this, so maybe I'll just talk, or do you want to... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, well, you know, before before I get heated, you know, before I just come in, you know, zero to 100 fresh, I guess that we can give people a little bit of background on the yeah, women's tournament and the teams that played. Yeah, so the teams that played today were Iowa and LSU. And they're both very good teams, but they weren't number one seeds fresh. And in fact, something kind of exciting happened where Iowa, how they got into the national championship is they beat South Carolina, an undefeated team the regular season. They were completely undefeated. 42 game winning streak going back to last year. Yeah. Iowa ended that. That's yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, And their star player, I I believe her name is Aaliyah Boston. Just, decided to go pro to the W. I mean, she's phenomenal. So the fact that Clark and Iowa beat them was, was awesome. But go ahead. Who else? Who else? Uh, LSU also, you know, they weren't a number one seed either. And they were in there, and they beat Virginia Tech, who, if I'm right, was a number one seed, right, yeah. fresh in the tournament yeah. to get there? They sure were. So they both beat one seeds to get here. Um, yep. And LSU only lost twice in the regular season, one of those losses being to the undefeated South Carolina and the other being to Tennessee. Right. And, again, South Carolina is who Iowa beat to get here. Um, by how many points, Fresh? I think they lost by, like, 24 points. Was it that much? Was yeah. it that much? LSU, kind of yeah. crazy. It was, yeah. When LSU lost to South Carolina? It was yeah. a close game, though, Iowa and South Carolina, Yeah, I think right? they won by, like, four. I yeah. It was like 77, 73. That was a good game, kind of down to the wire. Yeah, as it should have been. I mean, South Carolina was the number one overall seed in the whole tournament and the number one seed in the country all all season. Another little bit of background for people that maybe aren't familiar with women's basketball is both of these teams, Fresh, kind of had like these superstars, right, on their team. One of them being uh, Caitlin Clark for Iowa. And who was the other one for LSU, Fresh? I think it's Angel Reese. Yes, Angel uh, Reese and Caitlin Clark, the two, you know, big players for these teams um, building up to this. And uh, Caitlin Clark, for a little bit of background, she just had two back to back 40 plus point games in the NCAA tournament. And I like one of them was one, a triple double. I was going to just say that. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to mention this, and we didn't talk about this pregame, but um, Pancakes texted me earlier this morning and, and on my time and was like, Hey, you might want to check out this Iowa game. And I haven't, I don't really follow like women's basketball. I don't really follow men's college basketball that much either. Cause Penn state kind of sucks. But, um, 
and I was like, surprisingly, I was like, oh, I know. Like, I knew, you know, because of Caitlin Clark, like, she's kind of taken the whole country by storm. That's why I think they said, like, six million plus people watched this game, which is... The last game. We don't know how many watched this game yet. Okay, It right. was the yeah, South Carolina-Iowa game. Yeah. And so these are big numbers for um, for women's college basketball. Um, probably destroy any numbers the WNBA has ever done. Um, but I was, like, kind of... It made me realize, like, well, Caitlin Clark is, like, is that big. She's almost, like... Diana Taurasi from my generation with UConn, you know, how they just went nuts and she became a superstar. Um, and that's, I mean, then when you talk about the officiating of this game and you hear a lot Are of tweets. Are we ready tweets, to give that? <laughs> I don't know. It just made me think of it because it's like you hear these tweets that's like they just set women's college basketball back, you know, destroyed all the progress that was made. You hate to see that, but um, what are we getting in before that? Anything? You have anything you want no, to say about Caitlin I, I Clark? I guess it's Caitlin Clark. Um, one of the things we're going to get into is the technical on her and Caitlin Clark. Uh, I don't think you're a listener to the Fresh Cakes podcast yet, but I hope that you one day will be. And I invite you to come on here and tell us the story of that technical that you got yeah. in that game. So please, Caitlin Clark, grace us with your presence. Um, we can't pay you. I'm sorry. We don't have NIL money. Well, but, maybe after um, next year when she's like going pro, she won't care yeah. anymore. And she'll give us like the real scoop. The real scoop. All right, Caitlin, the offer's out there for us, this audio clip. You know, I'm going to edit yeah. it into everything and just at you all day, every day. And it's so that you come day. on here and, <laughs> yeah. and talk to us. Yeah, because you're a big fan and the whole country is a big fan. You know, I mean, you see her all over the place now. And that's great for, for women's sports in general and women's college basketball. Um, except for what happened today, right? Pancakes? Yeah, so kind of really starting from literally the jump fresh literally the tip off <laughs> the jump the officials yeah. seem to be on a power trip with this game and making the game more about them than it being the biggest stage for a women's basketball game in recent years whatsoever so um and yeah, i feel think, like that was very evident from early you'd think it's the national championship game let's Let's see who the better team is and let them play. I mean, right. isn't that what you would think? I would think that in a national championship game, to me, you don't maybe make calls that you make during the regular season. Yeah. Sometimes because you want these teams playing at their most aggressive and at their most fierce because, in theory, these are the two best teams and you want to see what what they're like without too much interference. But uh, I guess the officiating crew had different ideas, didn't they, Fresh? They did, and I keep coming back to this, like, let let Reese and Clark play each other. Like, this is a highly rated game, coming off a highly rated game. Like, we're pushing women's sports forward, and you're taking stars off the court, like, in the first half, too. Like, I, I just don't understand. For ticky-tack foul, we're not saying that they weren't out there punching each other, man. You know, these are, like, bullshit fouls, a lot of them, like. It was Caitlin Clark's two two of her three fouls in the first half. Fresh two of them were offensive fouls. Right. When have you ever heard of that in a championship game? A star player getting called for two offensive fouls in the first quarter. Yeah, and they weren't like charges. I think of an offensive foul and I think of like a guy standing there holding his ground and he gets run over and he falls down. No, these were yeah. like little push offs, which is like 
Happens every play on both sides. One of, of them the was questionable even to me, dude. Like, the, the girl had her arm in one of them, and then the other one, it didn't even seem like she touched her at all. It seemed like she did a spin move, and anything that was contact was incidental based off yeah. of what she was doing. It wasn't like a push-off. It wasn't like she ran over her, you know, like a running back running over, like a defensive yeah. man in football. And, it wasn't uh, like a typical offensive foul, like in the paint that you'd think of. They were just ticky-tack, weird things. And, um, yeah, I didn't like that at all. And, by the way, this went this went both ways. So both teams had their star, like star players having to sit because benched of fouls. in the first half. Yeah. Both of Which Caitlin Clark to, and Angel both got benched in the first half. Just crazy, and and just if you need reference here, um, they called thirty-seven fouls in the game, which was the all-time women's NCAA tournament record by one, and it was in the championship game. It was the record by ten, ten more fouls than they've ever called in a women's championship game. One ten. of those, one that that's a crazy stat to begin with, but to me, that one of the craziest fouls that I saw fresh all game was that technical that they called on Caitlin Clark mm -hmm. for literally bouncing the ball away from her behind her back. They called a technical, which was her third foul, which led her to getting sat in the first half. The star player that like, for me, the reason I tuned in. Was that second fresh, half? I thought that was second no, half. It was, that was the first half. It was the end of the really? first half. Like the, yeah, it was the second quarter. It wasn't the second half. It was the second quarter. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. They but, did, yeah. um, I, Caitlin Clark was the reason I tuned in. And now she's got yeah, three too. fouls before the first half is even over. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like if you saw the play, this happens a million times in a basketball game. It looked like she was throwing it back to like where she thought the ref was. Cause usually right. they just bounce the ball to the ref. Yeah. And, and she just threw it kind of behind her back. And the ref wasn't there and it went not even that far. It's not like she threw the ball into the stands or something, you know, it was just like a behind her back, not looking like kind of bounce it back towards the ref. So, um, Obviously, Twitter and the internet is ablaze with that, and we're not saying anything crazy. Like it's just what the entire country saw, and it was a terrible call. Um, and then you go back to again, they broke the record by ten extra fouls, like in the national championship when you let them play and you let them. So I don't want to beat a dead horse with that, but man, just let the stars play. That's why people are tuning in, you know. And it's just they never got the game; it never had a flow to it. No, because there was whistles every few seconds for like some bullshit foul. And yeah. if you really Tons wanted to call technicals, shit too. Like, yeah, they called travel calls. That to me, I was like, okay, well, that would probably not normally be called. But even on top of that, like, you want to call a technical fresh? Why was a technical not called LSU's head coach when she made contact with an official? And she was and like, she was there's like six defensive men all night. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like on the court. Literally, like, the whole night. Yeah, like, that six, Nick... The sixth man on the court for LSU yeah. all night. And it's just so crazy to me because, you know, you and I both watch, like, post-game conference stuff, and you have one head coach out on the court making contact with an official. Yeah. And then you had the other coach, head coach from Iowa, saying that she didn't even feel like she could talk to the officials over some of the calls that were made. Yeah, she said there was no conversation there. I couldn't, I couldn't even talk to them. Um, and... I, Iowa had it worse. They had one more foul than LSU, but it's not just that it was only one more foul. They were more impactful. Two Iowa seniors fouled out of the game. So you have yeah. to think about that. You're a senior. You battle. You're not really supposed to make it to the Final Four even, let alone the National Championship. It's your last college game of your career. 
and you spend it on the bench because of like bullshit fouls by the rest. You know? Because the refs want to control the game instead of letting those kids like play, and that's yes. awful for me. If I were a senior and I made it all the way to the national championship and I fouled out over some questionable calls, dude, I that would be devastating. You don't get another, you don't get another season. You don't get another game. That was it. And the so, refs are you having a power trip over it. Sonano and Warnock, by the way, just to shout them out. I feel terrible for you guys. That sucks. Um, but they you guys can come on the podcast too. They can yeah, you guys can come on with Caitlin. With Caitlin, we call her K Dog around here, but it's, I guess it's C Dog. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, that was tough. And this isn't to take away from LSU. They felt and they did have bad calls go against them too. And I mean, they scored 102 points. Like you just that you can't take that away. But it changed the flow of the game. Like when Angel Reese came out with her two fouls which at least one of them was pretty, you know, pretty not legit. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, um, so they have their own complaints for sure. Um, who came in? Jasmine Carson. And um, she kind of popped off, man. She didn't MVP miss a shot of the game by in the first far, half. dude. Yeah. I mean, she, I think was seven for seven and like from the field and five for five or something from three. She ended the, the half by banking in a three at the last second like a kind of crazy three two if you go back and watch that i didn't think it was going to go in and it just yeah. backboard net nuts and you can't rewind time but like and the refs obviously did not know that there was like this time bomb ready to blow up if angel reese came out and, and carson came in but talk about the flow of the game changing it was a close game reese has to leave because of fouls carson comes in doesn't miss a shot. No one knew that. No one knew that was going to happen. She's a bench player. She's good. She's a senior. She's a good bench player. She's a shooter. She came off the bench but, fresh and scored 22 points. What yeah. a incredible night for her. And I, she's going to remember that for the rest of her life. Absolutely incredible performance by her. Shout and I'm really happy for her. Absolutely. And she seems Jasmine. really cool. Like, watching her post-game conference, they were like, the world just got introduced to you tonight. Like, what do you want to say? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm Jasmine. Like she just was like, yeah, I loved it. Back. I loved yeah. listening to her talk and, uh, I I'd love to have her too on the podcast. Jasmine. Yeah. I don't know if you're well, listening, but, uh, you earned a fan tonight out of me watching you. I was very impressed and game of her life in her own words. You know, yeah. Super cool for her. Um, and congrats to LSU again. I don't want, this sounds like we're like, leaning it just it was on both sides it was like let's let's just see clark and reese go ahead and like let's it's gonna be a i just wanted to see that man and i felt like we never did and i i just i felt i feel a little worse for iowa a because they lost so maybe i'm more sympathetic for them but it net they never it was like banging at the door the whole first half and these fouls that were very impactful fouls like they never got in like a flow of the game it you know. changed the momentum that stuff does yeah. like people don't realize how even those minimal interruptions in the game where you go to the foul line impact the flow because you know it's one of those things where you just have to stop for a second you sit on the you know like the the foul line and yeah yeah and when they got some momentum which i thought was second half so maybe there's another tech um where they got within seven and then it just felt like LSU was shooting free throws for 45 minutes. Like, you know, um, 
There's a point I know. where I had to stop watching the game for a second because I was getting so mad at the officiating because yeah. I just thought it was ridiculous both ways. Both for me, ways, it, like, let him play. It was fresh. It was so crazy to me because I was so frustrated with the officiating because, you know, for me, like, being, like, a woman, I'm, like, finally, like, women's basketball is, like, on the main stage right now. And front and center. Everyone front and center. Everyone and yeah. then all Twitter can talk about is not how good some of those girls are it's how bad the officiating was and that was so frustrating for me because i was like these girls are really really good and that's what people should be talking about yeah. not terrible calls and it felt like that was the focus of it to me rather than what it should have been i agree and that's where you feel bad for both sides you feel bad for lsu because everyone's like put an asterisk on this like like they didn't earn it and i would felt like they never got a real shot um and this will be marred as like I mean it set the record by ten foul. It was like that like, bad. Yeah, it's not like thirty seven to just put that in fouls. in like perspective. There's ten players on the court at a yeah <laughs> yeah. And it just felt it. So the reason we're leaning Iowa's way because they had two players actually foul out. And LSU didn't have anyone foul out. And they had two seniors that were starters foul out. So it just felt like it leaned, even though it was nineteen fouls on Iowa and only eighteen on LSU. There were more impactful fouls, so like it, it, we just feel bad. But I do feel bad for LSU too because like they win, and the entire country is like, "This game was bullshit. It didn't even, it shouldn't have even counted," you know. Um, but they they are the champions, you know. You got to give them that. And um, Jasmine Carson, tip of the hat to you. Game Absolutely, life. Jasmine Carson. I, I hope you get some NIL deals from that. Is she a senior? Yeah. She is a senior, she's so senior, she doesn't have any more eligibility left. Thing. But I hope she gets drafted. I mean, she can shoot a little Steph Curry over there, you know, a little Ray Allen, um, who my cat's named after. So, you know, I love some Ray Allen. Um, but, uh, yeah, awesome game. And LSU's coach even said they probably won the game there. Where like, And it was in the weirdest way where your star player comes off the court and a bench player goes out of the, into outer space and just can't miss a shot. And that's where the game was won. And I agree with that. I think that is where the game was won. So I agree um, too. It's March yeah. Madness for a reason. You love to see that though when somebody that you maybe weren't thinking was gonna be the the impact yeah. ends up being the impact. And I love seeing March Madness for that reason. Yeah, and on men's game too. Like the Final Four was the craziest Final Four I think I've ever seen. And you have two one seeds on the women's side losing in the Final Four. You have a two seed and a three seed. That's not. It's not like a nine seed or something, but um, a forty-two game win streak, and Iowa ends it to go into the like to the Natties. It was like really impressive. Um, so I'm excited to see Caitlin Clark next year with this motivation behind her. I know she's losing some pretty impactful seniors, but I'm excited to see her, and I hope that's where that's what people take from this. Yes. This game was so bad. Hopefully this game was so bad officiating that some things get corrected. You know what I well, mean? Well, officials have never been held accountable, Fresh, and this is my um, – I'm going to say it's actually not a controversial opinion. I think that just as coaches and players are required to do post-game conferences, officials should have to do a post-game conference and answer for their bullshit that, during the game because I would love to hear the media grill them if if – 
basically young adults, like they're, they're kids. If 19-year-olds can handle a press conference, then why can't grown-ass adults that are officiating handle a press conference? Yeah, I think they can handle it. And, yeah, there have been chosen to officiate the biggest game of the year for women's college basketball. And um, I'm just going to dip a toe in this water and then pull it right back out again. <laughs> but I am yeah, going to okay. say that they were all three of them were women, and I'm like, wouldn't that be on your mind to, like, push the game forward? Like, was the moment too big for them? Because you're the only one of us that can speak to this. But if that's you, if you could put yourself in their shoes, wouldn't you be like, let's make this the best game possible? Yes, you call obvious fouls. You call, you you keep the players safe. But, like, wouldn't it be on your mind to not call the ticky-tack foul? It felt like they made it about themselves, you know? It did, and I don't think it was about them being women. I think they're just bad officials. If they were men, they'd be bad officials. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it mean more to you as a woman? Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have to be thought on that, of that stage? Yeah, like, wouldn't you have thought of that and be like, let's definitely not ruin this game because you're <laughs> a woman. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe they. Uh, maybe words. I my only guess, fresh, is that they had some. Vegas money on the line. They had to cover a spread or something. I mean, I've seen some tweets it, about uh, with memes of people dancing, and it was like when the um, when the referees check from LSU cleared, and it's like dancing. And dancing, stuff, you know? yeah. yeah so. uh, that's kind of how yeah. it is to me. Um, I I think I'd be a bad official though, because to me, I'd be like, no blood, no foul. All right, like I want the bad yeah. boys days back of basketball. You know where you had Bill and Beer down there in the post just like you yeah. he was a brick wall you're not getting past him and I, I think for me not just like in women's basketball but all basketball fresh I think that that's where it's really starting to lose me so in in like later years is that maybe that's just the nostalgia of kind of basketball even when I was growing up it was even better when you were growing up of it being a rougher sport and it being yeah. more about toughness and physicality in the post rather than relying on the refs to give you a foul. Yeah. I remember being like 10. I can remember this or whatever year, whatever years you're in like young middle school and having a no blood, no foul shirt on the basketball court, like a practice, you know? And that was just like, that was like the mentality, you know, in the nineties and and the eighties for sure. And um, yeah, I'm going to sound my age myself for this. Like I don't love the, the three point, only game and even my team the Celtics do this like so many times Tatum will come up the court and just shoot a three and I'm like dude you didn't pass it once like what do you do? like you know there used to be like intricacies to the game um, yeah and we saw some of that and a lot of that was Iowa trying to catch up today too I'll, I'll give them that like um and Caitlin Clark said after the game she probably didn't drive enough and she gave credit to LSU for for having people in the paint you know blocking her path um so and LSU gave credit to to Caitlin Clark and um, all the some Iowa of them players. Did. Yeah, some, some of them, them did. Not okay, all of them. Well, yeah, some of them did. Not all. We'll just call her she who must not be named. But um, you know, um, I used to play when I was a kid. You know, one of the first leagues I used to play, and I don't even know if this was a thing for you in Massachusetts, but Upward Bound, it was like almost no. a religious driven basketball league in the south like i think it's like it was sponsored by like baptist churches or something but people play they were pretty common it was called upward bound basketball and at the end of every game you'd get like 
Those you know, the, the coach would hand out stars, <laughs> and the stars would be different colors. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so this is just like a whole different tangent off of this. Before the game, you'd have to read like it. a Bible scripture story, okay, and then you play basketball. <laughs> so this <laughs> is like a, probably awesome. a very southern thing. What every kid wants to do, yeah. Sounds yeah, like, but to good. me, I just wanted to play basketball, so I was like, oh, this is like cool, whatever. But at right. the end of every game, the coach would hand out a different colored star, and depending on the color of the star, it meant different things. Like, I remember red was defense. And I think gray was offense and the yellow was sportsmanship. So, and then I think white was the most Christ-like fresh. Like that's the kind of thing that we're <laughs> okay, going on. Whoa, 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 okay. And so I'm going to say that the, the person that must not be named would have not gotten the gold or the white star for their actions at the end of that. They would have not been the most sportsmanship or the no, most Christ-like. No, you wouldn't have won the, the sportsmanship award. I just gave you a whole insight of cultural context to the South that you didn't even know. No, about. that's crazy. Because yeah, because um, what's the other young lady's name? Jasmine Carson. Jasmine Carson, and then and Alexis. Alexis Morris held themselves to a very high standard. I thought, you yes, know? completely um, loved the sportsmanship from them. Loved loved their post game interviews of how excited they were and. Making yeah, it about th- the team and uh, stuff like that. I even thought Mulkey, after the game, their coach, she had a pretty funny post. I don't know if you saw the whole thing, which they were asking her about social media. And she was like, I have no. She was like, I don't like you if you're on social media. Like She was hardcore about it, but it was like fun. It, was, it made me laugh. It made me chuckle a little bit. Um, and then she said the thing about Taylor Swift's in town and we sold this, we sold this arena out, which, well, you know what I want to tell her is that Taylor Swift <laughs> doesn't go on stage until like nine o'clock. So you're not special. All right. Yeah. They're probably Don't all ever going compare to, yourself the... to the great Taylor Swift. <laughs> they're probably all going to see Tay Tay after the game anyway. Yeah, but... exactly. They had enough time to shower and go. So it's not about you sold it out over Taylor. Don't ever say that, you know? Yeah. Okay. I shouldn't have brought that up maybe. And now you're going to get a whole, press the brake, press, press the brakes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Where is this thing? I can't find my brake. <laughs> um, but is that, um, so did you have a bad game in that Bible league? Is that why your mom tried to sell all your toys and you had to drag them back in the house? Or was that? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was actually, you know, before I had to have a different heart, you know, put inside me, I was already, I was all right at sports um, before I stopped growing. And everybody else kept growing, so. Okay. That's not why she tried to sell my toys in the yard sale, Mom, if you're listening. Yeah. She had no real I, reason. I, my mom just doesn't like junk, and she. I it, still it, love that story. Just picturing you dragging your toys back in the house. It's, I still, it makes me smile. That was a great story. So it is. Out, it's it's hilarious. I hope you hear thanks this, Mom. For, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That was awesome. Um, Anything else you want to say about this? The good, bad, and the ugly of this game. I mean, there's a lot, lot going on, but no. But um, I guess the only thing I'll like leave on of uh, transitioning fresh is um, Ray just continuing to be a freak of nature when it comes to picking things. He picked the national championship game, so we'll see if he picks the winner. He's two for two, but your dog. Of the dogs, you, they went one for two each, or did? Yeah, they went one for two. One picked uh, San Diego State, and then the other picked like UConn. So um, they didn't like you know pick perfectly. They kind of picked some upsets, if I'm being honest. So at least they were uh, had some courage in their picks. Fresh. So I'll tell you this: I thought, you know, G Slice over there had uh, the FAU pick. I yeah. thought he did too. I was like, no way, FAU. Dude, they were up the whole game by like I double know. digits. 
and it just collapsed at the end and the dude hit the miracle shot like which i was stoked for ray but i was like dude you know g bones over there almost picked the the killer upset so um I, let's say this the championship game is it holds more weight so dogs can still get a win in this whole dogs thing. can still get a win we'll see who they pick you know yeah that matters the probably most. uh I'll probably bet on whatever Ray picks, you know. Actually, I won't because I don't live in a state that allows that. But between a... you and I, you and I are a little personal wager. Yeah. I'll pick whatever Ray picks. <laughs> I mean, this cat might be worth millions, man. We have to fight. <laughs> if he picks this game, yeah. we're going to just... Podcast really is over. It. We're just gambling with Ray's, with Ray's picks. Yeah. I'm but, fine with um, it. I just want to say before we go, shout out to my Bruins. They won their 60th game of the season today fourth team in nhl history to do that i think they have to go three and two so three wins two losses from here on out to set the all-time record but one of four teams to ever do that man pretty impressive i know you don't love to hear that but it is on. impressive I'll, I'll give them that you know um you're right i'm just being you know um petty um so congrats to lsu despite the controversy, the national champions, and um, can't wait to see what Caitlin Clark's going to do next year. I think she's going to advance the game even more. She'll the fire she probably has in her belly from this. I can't. She's. I can't wait to see what happens next year, man. She might really change the game. What do you think? I think so, and uh, I hope hope for the best for her. And I I really hope she comes back so I can see her play again in college because you know how much i love college sports man it, it, it's to me it's the sport in its purest form those kids want to win more than anything and i just love it yeah a lot of them it's their last games like those uh two seniors for iowa that fouled out but okay never mind i didn't i didn't bring it up i digress but um i'm gonna let you send the ready break send one for for caitlin because she's gonna be on the podcast a yeah, Kayla. A year from now. So. Year. So you want to Not even then. For... We're going to get her in like six months, all right? <laughs> Something okay. like well, that. Well, I don't know if she can legally do it during the season, but whenever. Whenever. She's just coming on. We're going to manifest that right now. So. Right. All right. All right. Ready? Ready? Breaking for Caitlin. All right. Ready? All right. Break. Uh, you don't think so? I think so. You send it. You send one. All right. You send one for uh, Jasmine Carson, you know? All right. Jasmine Carson. Chiller, game of your life. Here you go. Ready? Ready? Break. All right. Ooh. Surely one of them lined up. Maybe that was pretty close. Maybe they didn't. But, you got me looking at these waves, and I don't like it, man. I just want to throw it out in the wind and see what happens. You're a surfer now, dude.